Welcome to the road gig. Okay then, this is Olavio Magaña. That was the intro for our podcast. This podcast is about different entertainers, about their road life, a lot of entertainers and professionals that live on the road, how they got into that field that they're in, maybe give some advice and share some crazy stories. Today we have um, my giant life, comedian Krista K. Let me turn on right now. Hello. Hi, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. That's awesome. So welcome to the podcast. So we're pretty much going to talk about, you know, road gigs and maybe how you are into comedy and stuff like that. I mean, it's my advice and anybody who wants to try comedy. Um, I see here that, uh, I guess, I don't know if you want to tell people about yourself, but uh Krista Kay, she was on the show um, My Giant Life, uh, which was yeah. like a reality mm-hmm. TV show. Uh, I don't know if you want to say yeah. how you got on that show. Oh, sure. So I was actually living in South Dakota at the time, and I was um, working as a mental health therapist, which is interesting. I have a master's degree in that. And oh. um, I was contacted by... Uh, one of the producers to do um, a casting tape. And then long story short, I kind of moved through the casting process and then they moved me to Las Vegas to live with a girl that's six foot nine. Um, and I'm Crazy. six, six, five, six, six. So yeah, that's, um, that's how that started. And then um, I had always wanted to try comedy and that's kind of something I told them during the casting process. And so they wanted to film, um, you know, the beginning stages of my comedy. Um, so that's um, that's how everything got started. So, yeah. That's awesome. Kind of, so, okay, so you mm-hmm. got the TV show before you started doing stand-up? Correct, yep. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, because a lot of comedians, mama, me, myself, I try to get on the other TV show so we could get, like, a, like a TV credit. Yeah, that um, helps a lot. Uh, have you noticed that it's easier to book gigs because you were on that TV show? Yeah, um, I think yeah, that's definitely a factor. And then um, just the fact that I I'm tall. I think a lot of people, you know, like you just um, book like people that are different, I guess, or something, you know. So. I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to say because I don't really know what it was like before I had the TV credit because I like started out with one, um, you know. So I'm kind of lucky in that in that aspect. So. And yeah. did you did you look up to an stand-up comedian? What made you want to be a stand-up comedian? Um, <clears throat> I um I've always been um, I guess like obsessed with <laughs> Jim Carrey. I remember, um, well, obviously, <laughs> I know, he's just, like, a crazy person, but um, he, <clears throat> I listened to an interview with him one time, and um, he kind of talked about how he got into it, and he's, like, I started realizing, because he had, like, a troubled childhood or whatever, and then um, he, uh, 
he realized that, you know, being funny could kind of alleviate the drama. And so he's like, now when I'm on stage, I want to give the, I, I want to give people the gift of um, like freedom from concern. So when, when people are watching me, they're not concerned about anything else. So you, so um, that's kind of what made me take it seriously because, you know, especially like having a bunch of education, you know, it's like, okay, now I'm going to do stand up, like, but I want to take it seriously. And then, you know, just like learning his story and how, um, you know, how it can really help people. That's like, I don't know, that's, that's what developed my passion for it too. And um, comedy was always my coping method to just deal with how tall I am anyway. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's great. Um, do you feel that I'm um, having so much education? I don't know if you want to say what, uh, because you have a, a master's. Okay. Um, what, what was it? Having, what was the, what was the, you have a, a lot of education, right? Um, do you feel that, um, to help you with your stand-up, like maybe writing, and then maybe you kind of like um, be a quick learner? Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, definitely with writing, and I mean, uh, the majority of my education is in psychology and sociology, so definitely like um, <clears throat> working with people, <clears throat> um, you know, because sometimes the entertainment business is ugly, and so you need to be a strong person, and I think it's like, you know, sometimes when you're treated wrong or whatever for no reason, you know, I think it's just important to have that knowledge because um, a lot of times, you know, people are projecting their own, their own crap right onto you, you know? So um, I think it's just important to, I guess, know that in any industry, but definitely, you know, as you know, the entertainment industry is pretty intense, so... Yeah, that's yeah. what I, um, I need to work on. Uh, <laughs> when people treat you bad, I learned that from the beginning. Uh, somebody told me if um, you can't put up with people being mean to you, just quit because it's going to happen. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, since you do, is, is there any kind of gig where somebody was mean to you? Uh, I know you kind of started off with a TV credit, so probably made it easy, easier for your gigs, but is there any hardships that you got when you started that you remember like hard to book a show or maybe like um, you don't have to name names do a a time where a promoter was like what's the first time somebody was mean to you that you you recall like well the first time somebody was mean to you you realized maybe the comedy business wasn't easy um oh the first time somebody was mean to me like in comedy yeah, in the comedy business, like maybe you realize it wasn't as um as fun, or it kind of like it kind of showed you the mean side of it. Like you, you kind of oh. learned that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, just I mean, it's kind of a long story, but long story short, there was somebody um, I I had booked on my show, and then um, decided for multiple reasons to take take this person off um just like bad reviews from other bookers um you know my own personal bad experiences stuff like that and then um and then this person went and totally spread a bunch of lies about me on why she was taken off and so 
Um, yeah, and then I got taken off a, a couple shows because of it, and it's like, I don't know, I and, and this was by people that I know, um, and I yeah. think just people are, they're so quick to just believe any type of drama, and they want to believe it, and and because I was floored that, like, some people treated me the way they did without even knowing the whole story. And so it's just like, wow, like anybody can just make up anything. And if they make a, you know, enough drama about it, they're going to have followers that are going to be like, yep, like let's get on board and like don't like this person. And it's like, wow, I was just amazed. Yeah, I think it's like um, a tribal thing. That's a term that various people use now where – a lot of, you know, people who are, let's say, not that successful or mediocre or for whatever reason, they, they have this, uh, an, an, uh, an, they hate on other people. I can't say that. I am like 40p. I can't say things. You know, they all team up together and mm-hmm. want to turn on one person who is maybe, maybe um, talented or more successful than them, and they all want to... Um, create a perception that they want people to believe about that person to make themselves feel better. So. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I'm constantly busy working on my own stuff and, you know, yeah. trying to get ahead. And so it just, I'm, it just amazes me that people have that type of time and energy to put into like eating. <laughs> I'm like, geez, yeah. I'm like, I don't even have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Do you remember? Uh, oh, I was just gonna say, you know, that those kinds of situations. I my perspective is that it just, you know, weeds out people I don't want to be associated with anyway. You know, so it's actually not exactly. a bad thing. Mhm. Yeah. So, sometimes it's, um, you you. Uh, Close the door and instead of the old thing, close the door, another one open. And you got better yep. opportunities if you, you know, stop messing with some people. Um, do you remember? So, when you started comedy, were you mostly in Vegas doing that, or did you start going on the road? Uh, um, yeah, so I it was mostly in Vegas, but I am from South Dakota, so I did some shows up there. Um, and I've done some in LA and um, like Phoenix and like Laughlin and Mesquite too. So the majority is around here, but um, I produce some shows as well. So, um, you know, up in South Dakota, there's not a whole lot of competition for entertainment. So um, yeah. I've uh, I've noticed that it's, um, you know, kind of smart to, to book stuff up there too. And because people yeah, know me too. Yeah. They know you because you're from there. Yeah, they well they I um I played college basketball and high school basketball and stuff all in all in that state. So uh, you know, they mostly know me from basketball or like T V show, the T V show, but Were yeah. you like a star player or you just uh one of the um, you know, one of the team or you like were you like a standout? Um, yeah, I well I got a full ride scholarship to play basketball and then um to play college and then um i actually got recruited to play professional basketball over in australia nice. so, yeah 
obviously the health, the height helps, but <laughs> it's a lot yeah, of hard work. For sure. Exactly. Uh, so that was before the WNBA, or that was um, around. Um, no, the let's see. I yeah, I didn't make it into the WNBA. That was I played professional in Australia in 2012. Oh, so you did play. How was how was Australia? How was the basketball scene over there? The a big a big um, audience for American uh, basketball. Um, sorry, what was that? Is that a big um, fan base over there in Australia for basketball? Um, yeah, they do. Um, Australian, like, women are kind of, um, they're more known for netball. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's basically no, like. No, I haven't. Yeah, it's kind of like a, uh, <laughs> for lack of a better term, but like a female version of basketball. So there's, like, <laughs> no touching each other and, like, so they kind of view basketball as more like a, a sport for men. Um, but but it still exists down there. I mean, they're still professional teams. So, um, yeah, it's just netball is a little more popular. You ever, have you ever done stand-up in Australia? No, but actually that's interesting you say that. So I, um, I've gotten to be really close with um, a couple Australian comics that um, they were just here in Vegas um, like a week ago. And yeah. so I've been in contact with um, – wait, were you there when the Australians were there? Yeah, I think that was the one because I, uh, I was joking about if they have Mexicans in Australia. And that guy oh, goes, yeah, yeah we, we watch cops. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, okay. Yeah, so you were there. So um, – so they're um, putting me in contact with uh, different bookers um, over in Australia. So I think it'd be cool to go back as a comedian instead of just a basketball player. So it'd be kind of cool. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, have any skills from basketball you know, uh, carry over to stand-up? Oh, for sure. Um, just honestly, like, I haven't felt – passionate about anything besides basketball until comedy. So, cause I was like, you know, once I have that passion and you feel that desire to accomplish something, um, you know, that's what I felt for basketball. And I, you know, when I was a counselor and stuff, I was like, I just can't believe that. I don't know. I just, I didn't like it. And I was like, man, I miss that feeling of being passionate about something. And, um, yeah, and I'm really competitive too. So it's yeah. and not just with other people, but with myself. So you know, and that just keeps the drive going and keeps my, you know, keeps me improving on my jokes and my stage presence and you know anything else. So yeah, um, yeah. Is, is there like a, a dark goal that you haven't found comedy, or you pretty much already doing what you set out to do? Um, a goal, you said? Yeah, you have a goal in comedy, or you're already doing what you you still have to do. Um, yeah, I have. I mean, I have tons of goals and all that. Um, probably just to like travel more. Um, I I'm doing it full time right now, but like obviously I want like to be uh a, a little more like stable financially. Um, from comedy, I mean it's. Like, sometimes it's really good, sometimes it's like, uh-oh, and then, <laughs> you know, so it's something that's just like a, a little more stability, which 
it's kind of a lot to ask for in a career like that. But um, but I know it's possible. Yeah, it's, like, so. yeah, it's, it's a lot of hard work. Um, I like a feast and famine. Uh, it does help that you produce your own shows. Um, what what made you produce your own shows? Just because you wanted to, or you wanted to kind of like do a show your way, or well, I actually kind of like fell into it. So the Hoopa Lounge that you were at, um, I was there about a year ago, just there, and uh, mm-hmm. the owners recognized me from my giant life, and and so they were like, oh my gosh. And then um, at that time, just the the first part where you walk in was the only thing open, and the whole other yeah. side where we have the shows now was under construction. And so they're like, well, um, we're planning on putting a stage and having entertainment in here and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, that would be really cool to do some stand-up in here. And they were like, heck, yeah. So we just kind of, like, developed a friendship. and And then, you know, once all the construction was done, I, um, yeah, we started shows there and we've almost been doing it for a full year now. So, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty fun. Yeah. And then you started booking your, producing your own shows in in, uh, your hometown. There's people request you go there or you just kind of just. Yeah. So, um, so the shows that I produced up there was like one of them was in my college town. And we did a weekend. And so, you know, like my old coaches and, you know, people came out and, um, yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, so yeah. And then, um, I'm going to be going to South Dakota this, uh, well, let's see like next week cause I'm booked on a few, few shows up there. Um, yeah. So it'll, I think it'd be really cool. Um, Is, to, um you know, cause some, People want to see what what I'm doing, and they can't get to Vegas, so I just bring it to them. <laughs> bring the Vegas to them. Yeah. Uh, do you? Okay, so I, I, I'm um, I haven't traveled as much. Um, what what advice would you give on any comedian who's going to go to South Dakota perform? Are the crowds there different? Are they particular to a certain material, or are they just like any any other audience? Um, well, they're going to be like a little more conservative just because that's the the area you're in. Um, and I don't, I think just like typically they don't like, um, I don't know, too dirty, but of course you're going to like find the people that do. I don't know. I guess just on the safe side to, you know, uh, not be too dirty, but, but at the same time, like, there's really nothing that they have anything to base on because there's really not like a regular comedy club there. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it just, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird to even, you know, guess because it's just kind of all over the place. Um, so yeah. North Dakota is kind of like, um, the whole state isn't really stand up aware. It's not that. Not really. really popular mm. anywhere in the whole state. Well, not, not um, like on I, a local level. You know, they'll they'll have um, you know, they'll be able to like pay for, you know, like some some headlining act to come in or something. But that's you know, in my opinion, that's way different than having a local comedy scene. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. So the, I know they'll have like 
open mics and stuff, but it's mostly music. So. Yeah. Um, um, is there anywhere you perform where, like, really the the set that, like, you remember your first times doing really bad at stand up, like, like you mean what kind of what, what you learned from it? Um. Yeah, the first time that I remember like doing bad is when I I was so tired. I had like I think I had friends in town or something and and then I had to work the next day and I went straight from work to a show without like any sleep. So I I I couldn't remember like I couldn't even hold a thought. I was so tired. So um it was really weird. It was like the one and only time I've ever been up there and my mind went completely blank. And, and then I started talking about stuff that I don't even, I don't even remember. (laughs) And so, um, and I think it's like, uh, what I learned from that is obviously like take better care of myself because if this is going to be your career, like you have to treat it with respect. You know, it's not about, like, getting drunk all the time and, you know, because, of course, like, like there's always alcohol around at comedy shows. But it's like, if I were to do that, then, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm, I like drinking, but I also want to treat this career with respect and not just, um, not just a party scene. So I think that's kind of what, what I learned from that because I'm like, holy crap, like, I you know, if I'm on stage and I my mind goes blank, that's that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't do very well. Not, not fair to the crowd. Um, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Have you ever? Do you have any like um, crazy road stories? Um, maybe like a road gig, like your first road gig out of town. Do you remember that? I don't know if you remember how how it went. Um. Like yeah, first... I had. Yeah, it was um it was actually in Laughlin and I um I I showed up and then I was informed that I don't have a hotel room and that uh-huh. um I don't get a food voucher and um and it was just like so crazy. So I it I don't know. It was just a disaster as far as like the you know like like who set it up, you know? <laughs> and um but it actually just I don't know, it was like one of those times where like, you know, when everything goes wrong like, at the same time yep. and you're like, Well, all I can do is laugh because this is just like insane. And then you kinda realize that like this is you know, this is what I'm into and before you know, until I make it, like I'm gonna have these like crappy gigs sometimes <laughs> and like and mm-hmm. you know you don't like the tricky thing about the road gigs is like you don't know what you're walking in on because you've never been there before so it's mm-hmm. just like well you gotta hope it's you gotta hope it's good <laughs> like or hope it goes well or yeah so yeah I had, I had to drive back to um Las Vegas after that and it's it's no big deal I mean it's only like 100 miles away or whatever but um, but still, you go with the expectation that you're going to have a room to at least get ready in, and yeah, it was it was interesting. <laughs> Do you find the travel is 
what about the same or better or worse doing comedy than when it was playing sports or playing uh, pro ball? You find um, that the road life is a little bit similar? Or? Well, I I would say like the difference would be you know at least when you're traveling with your basketball team, um, you know you have friends. Like you're going with a group of yeah. people, so it's like regardless you'll be with people you know. And so, you know, when you're traveling by yourself, it's, um, you know, it's kind of difficult because, you know, it's just, you're just doing it on your own and you just got to hope for the best. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you um, book your own gigs or do you find it that uh, people find you because of uh, your your um, TV exposure to, to um you have a lot of, I guess, um, people calling you to do work. Um, yeah, I, um, at, like, at this point in my career, I have people, like, uh, reaching out to me to book me, which is, which is nice. Um, I am going to, uh, I just signed up with an agency, uh, so, you know, hopefully they'll get me, like, traveling a little more. Um, awesome. So, yeah, because, um, you know, right now, you know, most people don't know about me here in Vegas, which, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shows going on here in Vegas. So, yeah. and that, that's just fine. Um, but yeah, like the, I don't know, the South Dakota market is pretty good right now for me as well. I think you're the only no person one, in the market, I'm guessing. That's true. It's true. Um, yeah. So, yeah. How we'll long just, have you been uh, doing that? How long have you been in stand-up since the show? So. Yeah, it's like uh, about two, a little over two years, so not not too long. Have you ever thought about acting or getting into TV? I know you're on the reality TV show, but have you ever thought about just traditional acting in TV or movies? Or is that not, that not something you're thinking about? Oh, no, I for sure thought about that. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I've, um, I don't know, something I talked to my agents about as well. So um, I do some sketch comedy acting and stuff. Um, there's like a video, uh, like probably the most popular one is when <laughs> I did a, the sketch comedy and I played basketball against a bunch of short guys. <laughs> so that was I, uh, I saw that, that you said um, woman embarrasses guys or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, like... Girl destroys guy basketball court or something. <laughs> was yeah. that real? Was that real or was it accurate? No, those are all actors. Yeah. Oh, okay. Would have been yeah, fun too. It was. Um, it was fun. Were they short? Like, was the regular height? Were they purposely like shorter oh, no, than, than normal? Definitely short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were short. You ever, you ever thought about coaching basketball? I know it's um, something about basketball players as a coach. Yeah, um, I thought about that for a while, but I um, I don't know. I just I I don't know. I play. I was playing on a basketball team since I was in the fourth grade. Then I did um, you know through high school, five years of college, and then professional. Like I honestly like was sick of it. Like I. Yeah. And, and I think, like, I got to the point where I'm like, you know what? 
I'm more than just a basketball player, you know. I'm exactly. I'm all these other things. So it's um yeah, I just kind of got to a point where I'm like, no, I, this isn't my life. And you know, with sports like that, you um it's hard. You can't see like a long term future in sports because it is temporary. Um, you know, so I'm like, I want I want to work on something that's a little more you know, long-term, and, um, you know, comedy, like, you can do it until you're elderly, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, so, so, yeah. Were so, like, there any that. stand-up comedians, other, Jim, Jim Carrey that you looked up to, um, uh, there are female comedians, so did you have any female comedians you looked up to, or no? Yeah, I really like Ali Wong, actually. Um, I've been watching a lot of her stuff lately and, um, yeah, I just love her sense of humor and, um, she takes a really interesting perspective on, you know, like being a mom and a wife and stuff like that. I mean, I'm none of those, but, <laughs> like, um, I can imagine when I, whenever I am, I'll have a similar, um, you know, outlook. Yeah. People love, um, family or, or relatable um, just material about that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Where do you find inspiration for your material? With the regular life or like what's your writing uh, process? Or? Yeah, so it's uh, it's real life um, and I don't know, I just my life is so weird. Just for an example, earlier today, mm-hmm. I um, I checked my, like, direct messages and Instagram or whatever, mm-hmm. and this guy, he wanted um, one picture of my hand with, like, a measuring tape, and he paid me $40 for it. <laughs> he paid you $40? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what so the hell? Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, he sent me the money first, so I was like, okay, like I don't care, sure. <laughs> so it's like I am in such a weird um, demographic, you know, of like I'm I'm a fetish where, whether I want to be or not, you know. So I get a lot of weird things, and so it's just, you know, how do you not talk about? Like, I, because I'm aware that my situation is very unique and, you know, most people aren't, you know, opening up their Instagram and, you know, you know having get, people request. I get a lot yeah. of compliments about my eyebrows. And, um, oh, okay. And very, very weird to me. I just block them. I don't even want to. It's always been weird, but my eyebrows have always got compliments, which is just, to me, it's that strange. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Um, but it says here you also, uh, I'm looking at your website here, KristaKCoaching.com. Check it out. They yeah. do um, public speaking and motivational speaking also. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, you yeah, you so- do a lot of like schools or what got you into that? Yeah, um, I haven't done so much uh, recently, but um, just because of, you know, stand-up's kind of number one right now. But, um, well, because I graduated with my master's in 2014, 
And then uh, I had a um, a couple counseling jobs that I'm an empath, so I just, like, I couldn't handle it, <laughs> basically. So I mm-hmm. um, that's when I got my life coaching certificate. And then, um, then I also have um, – and then I also did some speaking. And kind of what got me into that is I got asked to be a keynote speaker at my old high school's graduation. So, I don't know, the class voted for me to do that. So, I was like, okay. So, that was like my first major one. And then, um, yeah, so mostly it's been in schools. And um, and then, I don't know, uh, my my comedy is kind of taking over a little bit. But I um, I actually have a children's book that just came out as well. So, I plan on doing more speaking with, with that children's book so awesome yeah I, I just got the sh- my first shipment of books in yesterday so i'm excited for that is it available <laughs> on your website or what's the name of it can people buy it oh sure so um i haven't even put it on my website yet um it's um it's on amazon it's called ahead above the rest okay awesome and we'll put a link um, in, the, in the description of the on the podcast Okay. Yeah, and basically it's designed to, um, you know, put a shield up against bullying and stuff like that. I mean, bullying is such a hot topic. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're all different. And so, um, you know, just realizing that that is something that we all have in common, you know, regardless. So I think it's an important Mm -hmm. message for for people to know. Yeah. And it's uh, Mm a... it's a picture book, so there's a lot of um, really cool illustrations in there. The main character is a giraffe, obviously. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I um, I was taught, I guess, for um, my age. I thought, but I thought uh, I'm Mexican, but everybody else, most of my cousins were Mexican, so I thought I was tall, like really tall. I thought I was Indian <laughs> tall, but I was just, you know, tall for a Mexican guy. So when I met real tall people, I, I, I found out I'm not NBA tall. I would be short <laughs> if, I, if I played in the NBA. I'm only six foot. But I stopped growing after yeah. six foot. I was a six foot freshman. That was it. I wish I had a growth spurt. I never did. Um, do you meet any people who are short and kind of wish they were tall? Do you ever feel that any, being tall is not what people think it is? Like a lot of people, I don't know. I know I have friends who are shorter than me that wish they were taller. Um do you meet people saying, oh, I wish I was as tall as you ever get that? Yeah, I hear that a lot. And uh, I, I don't know. I think it's just, it's interesting because, like, I mean, I love how tall I am. But, I mean, of course I have days where I'm like, you know what? It would be really easy, you know, like, I would prefer to just blend into the crowd today, you know, or whatever. Because yep. it doesn't matter where I go. Like, people are staring. They ask me questions, you know. So it's... um. It's a it's a weird thing that that you can't like it's always a thing. So it's just um yeah. It's uh, does it get annoying when people come up? Someone to you asking questions. Does it get annoying when people just coming up to you and asking you stuff? Um. So I don't really get annoyed anymore. I'm so used to it that it's just you know. If I were to get annoyed, I would be annoyed every day, all day. So I'm not really trying mm-hmm. to do that. 
Um, but I think I think a lot of most people don't realize how you know how I deal with it every single day. You know, so because you know somebody could see me in a grocery store and they're like, "Oh, you're really tall," and then they're not thinking of, "Yeah, this is the hundredth time I've heard this today." So. Um, you know, and I think when people say, oh, I'd love to be as tall as you, they're only looking at, you know, the aspect of, like, physically. I'm like, yeah, but you don't know what you'd have to deal with if you were this tall. Like, a lot of people can't handle it, you know, because I've, I've been around other tall women, obviously, from, like, the TV show, and um, uh, people hate it, you know. And, and it's not even just because of being tall. It's because of, like, how other people react to them. Um, and that's always about dating, right? Um, dating when we're tall. Um, not just that. Well, they they really did want to focus on dating, but it, I mean, it it was just like documentary style, um, you know. So, but most of us were dating somebody or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Are you still uh, friendly with the people on the cast? Oh yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, there. Um, I don't know. It's it's just interesting whenever I even see another tall person, especially a female. It's like friends. Like I don't even need to know their name. It's like we automatically understand each other. <laughs> Have you ever had um, any kind of like um, negativity because of your height in the in the comedy business, like, uh, or or has it always been like a positive? Um. I don't know. I don't. I can't think of anything negative about my height that I've encountered in comedy. I think it's always just been a positive because I mean, you know, people can. I think it's you know normal for us comedians to want to make jokes about stuff like that. So it's like it's probably, you know, been a good foundation for jokes. But you know, I don't like take offense or anything like that. So I can't really think of anything negative. Is there any anybody famous you ever work with that you kind of were kind of starstruck with that you ended up working stand up with? Stand up? Um, yeah, like you did somebody uh, stand up with somebody like you, you know, famous that you looked up to and kind of like starstruck. Yeah. Um, I have you heard of Adam Hunter? He was on last last Comic Standing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I worked with him, and he's he's really good. Um, and he's really nice, and he was just so encouraging. And and he's like, I, uh, he's like you, he's like you need to stick with this. He's like you're funny. I'm like, oh my god, you know, <laughs> it's just like it's, it's meaningful when somebody like that says it to you, you know, because like you can, you know, somebody random in a crowd mm-hmm. is like, oh, you're funny. Like of course you appreciate it, but somebody that's put in a lot of work that tells you to not give up. You know, when when he doesn't have to say anything like that to me, I was yeah. like, wow, that's that's really cool. Yeah. So you've been doing that, comedy uh, about two or three years. Um, have you been trying to? Have you also been encouraging of, of newer comics, or do you kind of feel you're kind of not uh, experienced enough to help out newer comics, or you kind of feel you you are? Uh, I know you're well, in a room and. Right. Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't even, I guess in my opinion, like you don't really need that much comedy experience to be encouraging. So, you know, even if I'm not as far as long as, um, you know, other people, I can still be like, you know, because the interesting thing about comedy, it's not just about your jokes. It's about being confident and being yourself on stage. And that's kind of what I realized. And, of course, that's where my counseling background comes in handy because <laughs> that's exactly what that is. It, I mean, it, it is being comfortable. It's working on your confidence. Because, um, you know, when regardless of what your material is, if you're feeling confident, you're going to come across, you know, really well on stage. You know, like there, there's sometimes I watch a comedian and I'm like, I don't even know, like, if they even like told a written joke or if they're just up there being themselves and having fun, you know, but regardless, you enjoy watching them. So, um, so that's, yeah. So I definitely think I can be encouraging that way for sure. So, um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cause I won't read the show together. You're very uh, funny with the crowd and kind of interacting with the crowd. Is that something that came natural to you? Were you nervous the first time doing stand-up or going into the crowd? Um, I guess, like, the first I mean, the first couple of times, I, yeah, I was nervous. But I don't know. I mean, I really didn't, like, struggle with stage fright. And I think the reason being is because I technically do walk around on a stage all the time. So <laughs> I am, you know, so I, I'm used. To talking to people, I'm used to, you know, and I've made the this decision when people talk to me about my height, I want to have fun with it because, you know, like I was talking about earlier, you know, I, I kind of look at it as you only have two choices. Like, either you can be mad every time or annoyed every time some, you know, someone says something about your height or you can use it, you know, and I've just decided to use it. And so that's why I think it's um, it came a little more natural to me to just get on the stage because I always am, you know. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, oh, my gosh, I can't imagine all these people looking at me. I'm like, well, that's me going in public anywhere. I, I, doesn't have, I don't, you know, have to be physically standing on the stage because I always stand out. So. Yeah, you're always kind of like yeah. the center of attention. Yeah. Um, With, yeah. Have you have you been have you um, anybody new coming up or newer than you that you've been kind of like coaching or mentoring or just kind of don't? Do you have like a counseling background? Do you have like um, people you help out or mentor? Or you just kind of just friendly people or the comedian? Oh, um, okay. So you're asking if there's anybody that I've like been helping that's kind of coming up right now. Yeah, like if that's something you'd like to do or you kind of try not to do that, you're trying to get to be friendly with people. Because you have like a counseling background, so I'm not sure if you... Oh, I see what you mean. You know. um, yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, I, I really like to see a drive in people. So I just don't go like, you know, trying to help everybody. Because I, I mean, I learned being a counselor, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, if you are passionate and like, you know, of course, I mean, I, I, I'd love to help, you know, because I'm, I, um, I definitely have that in me where I, I like to help people as well. So, yeah. That's awesome. 
have you yeah. ever seen a comedian that, like, you know, you know, you don't know what I mean, that for some reason they're just not good, like, no matter what people try to help them with, that they just don't get it? Are there other comedians like that in Vegas or every single oh, yeah. comedian there? Yeah. The, I did one show with you, so it always seemed funny there. Um, I don't know. Um, as a as a um, a counselor, could you psychologically break them people down why they're not funny? Like, can you find a reason? Um. Like, well, and I don't know. It's um possibly, but I think it's just kind of comedy is such a weird beast because you know, like I could think something's funny, and then like then it's not funny to anybody else or, you know, and so there's so many different types of comedy and styles of comedians and stuff that it's, um, it's a hard to put like a blanket statement on what's not funny and what is, you know, because mm-hmm. there's, there's definitely like, you know, I've heard a lot of like old school comedy where, you know, it's just like kind of corny and like, I mean, so I mean, I get it's cute, but I don't know. I'm not going to sit there and, like, laugh butt off at it. But then I've seen the same people perform, like, to an older crowd, and they'll just kill it. And they're like, oh, we love this guy. We want it back, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. You know. Is there, is there a certain crowd you do, the, you're, like, the best at? Like, that's the type of crowd, or you kind of just do well everywhere? Or is there, like, a certain crowd you really, really do good at? Um... I guess my preference is, like, a little bit younger crowd, um, you know, because, I don't know, like, older people tend to be, like, a little more conservative. I mean, I wouldn't consider myself a dirty comedian by any means, mm-hmm. but, you know, I have a couple that are a little, like, risky or whatever and, um, you know, that are normally funny, <laughs> but I wanted mm-hmm. to, um, yeah carry over. <laughs> if you could go back and give advice to yourself before you started comedy, what would you tell yourself? Oh, man. I would probably tell myself um, that um, you're probably going to lose friends, if that makes any <laughs> sense. Like, yeah, um, because I'm I'm an ass kicker, you know, like I, I have a, I have a lot of drive and there's a lot of people that are threatened by that. And so, so sometimes, you know, you think that you have friends in this business, but then once they see your work ethic, it highlights their, you know, lack of work ethic, which is threatening, you know? And so, but it's nothing you can take personally because you want, you know, you want to be that person that succeeds and works hard and, you know, does whatever you can for what you want to do. Cause why would you do anything less? You know, that's kind of how I look at it. And I, um, yeah, I've lost some friends over it. Um, but it has nothing to do with any real issue other than their own insecurities. You know, exactly. um, I don't know. So that's kind of yeah, that's that. That's what I noticed a lot. Um, 
you know, the comedians who have drive and some who don't, uh, and the, the friends that don't have drive, they kind of get kind of resentful of the other person. Um, did you lose friends, like, outside of comedy or just other comedians that kind of, like, were kind of intimidating? Yeah, just other comics that I saw as friends. Yeah. No, not, not like, not like legit friends. No. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. Is your dog barking? Yeah, sorry. Oh, that's fine. I have a dog too. He's not, he's sleeping. He's an older dog. Um, so, have your friends, everybody in your family, kind of, everybody been supportive of your comedy? Like, has anybody told you not to do comedy? Or, uh, I'm sorry, can you say that one more time? Pretty much anybody, all your friends and family have pretty much been supportive of your, of your comedy? Yeah, for sure. Um, my my dad, he's like a little more like old school. So he like, you know, when I had that counseling job, it was a state job. <laughs> so he's like, oh, good benefits, blah, blah, blah. And so he's all about like security and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, yeah, people have definitely been um, supportive, but my none of my family is in the entertainment business, so nobody really like understands what I'm even doing. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, so we're like, okay, yeah, sounds good. I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, I'm able to pay my bills, and that's you know, it's not like I'm homeless or something. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot more than a lot of comedians. It's hard to for a lot of comedians being able to pay bills with, with their comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it's what I'm doing full time right now. So it's um I mean, you know, it's of course like up and down but Yeah. So far good. You know, and I mm-hmm. sell some of my pictures in my hands. <laughs> well what would be some things you will tell people who are thinking of of starting comedy? What are some things you will tell them to kinda of like um don't be as shocked before they start, you know, take it taking it seriously. Um, I um, cause, okay, so if it's something people, like, actually want to do, and um, I, the best advice I can give is not put, like, too much pressure on one show, because if it's something you're going to do, you're going to do a lot of shows, so, and I find that that mentality helps with, um, with any type of nerves, because you're like, you know what, you know, in the larger picture, the big scheme of things, um, this one show doesn't matter that much, right? Um, and I don't want to say it yeah. doesn't matter, but it's like you're going to have so many other shows. So even if you do bomb, it's okay, you know? Yeah. So that would be my, my advice. And, to, and, and even if you don't do well, always take away something from every show, whether it's a lesson or, you know, or – like, oh, next time I want to try this or say that or do that. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Um, have, when you started, was anybody you asked for advice from or did you just went up and just kind of did it one day or did you ask around kind of for tips or take a class or something, just went up and just, just went for it? Yeah, so um, 
my very first show was in front of the executive producer to My Giant Life because she wanted, wow. uh, and, and it was in Hollywood. <laughs> that was like my very first Brilliant. show, and it was an open mic. So, um, yeah, it was definitely nerve-wracking. Um, but I had some South Dakota jokes in there, and so uh, for some reason there were South Dakota people in the audience in Hollywood. <laughs> so, <laughs> So people like knew what I was talking about, so it actually went like decently well for my very first time. So, um, you know, and of course performing in front of the executive producer of the show. I mean, but she came up to me beforehand and she's like, I just want you to know that, you know, no matter how your comedy does, it she's like, has nothing to do with, you know, what you're, um, whether you're going to be on the show or not. So I was like, okay, well, that's good. So. Have anybody told you no. before that you're funny or you should try to stand up or is there something you kind of just on your own thought that you'll be good at? Um, yeah, I mean, like, again, with, like, just, like, how weird my life is, <laughs> I'm like, this is yeah. crazy. And so that's why I'm, like, a storyteller comedian because, I mean, like, I just feel like my stories are unique if anything um or if nothing else and then um I don't know and then I that's kind of what I use as my coping method to just deal with how tall I was you know like in middle school so um yeah so I was just like well man like people are like making fun of me well maybe I can make them laugh and you know something like that so yeah yeah that's that's great. Um, I used to, you know, crack jokes when people bullied me, and I ended up making my friends. So, um, yeah. you know, yeah. um, I, I think so. I think hardship. I don't know. If, I don't know if maybe you agree with it, but I think hardship makes people funny or develops um, humor. Yeah, people. I agree. If you choose to, you know, like I didn't. I mean, there's a lot of pe- a lot of ways we can all choose to go, you know. Because if yeah. if I choose to just be mad about my height, like I'm not going to develop a sense of humor about it because I'm going to be mad, <laughs> you know. Exactly. So, yeah, I think I think it's a lot in like the choices you make on how to deal with hardships for sure. And is there any yeah. other things you you're thinking about joking about, or is there something? Uh, um, do you ever do political humor? Do you ever try like like your hand at other comedy bits or maybe um, try to do other types of comedy, like maybe prop comedy or anything like that, or you're kinda of just perfecting what you do? Um, yeah, I mean I I have like a ton of jokes I wanna develop. <laughs> um but they're uh I don't know, I guess the the jokes that I find work the best are, you know, something that um, that's kind of like an everyday life situation, um, and then but it's painted from my perspective. And I think I think I did this joke when you were there too. But you know, like um, like public restrooms and like being taller than the stall. Most people never think of the fact that somebody would be taller than the stall, you know? So it's taking something that people know um, and then putting it 
like, okay, well, this is how it is if you're a giant woman. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know, just like Um, a bunch of stuff like that. Great. Um, You know, like, uh, like two minimum men to the podcast. Um, Do you find it, um, like, um, you know, harder to be a comedian um, I do know that um, a lot of female comedians say that they're kind of like seen differently as no comedians. Do you notice that? Or? Uh, for sure, yeah. There's like, I mean, it's so male-dominated, and I've, I've had experiences before when, um, you know, guys are like, oh, yeah, I want to get you on the show. But then it's like, oh, it has, you know expectations behind it like well if I get you on this then you know like we're gonna go on a date it's like oh Jesus yeah Yeah. so So, there's a lot of that unfortunately what would you advise to female comedians for the doctor what would you tell them like to to let them know um I would just suggest that if that happens just kind of take it as um an indication that that's not where you want to work and you just kind of keep moving on. It's just, you know, that's, that's exactly what I did. Cause I thought I had like a full on, um, regular like hosting gig at this comedy club. Yeah. And then, like, and then it fell through because, well, it didn't fall through, but I'm like, no, cause if, if I say yes to this, I'm going to be in an uncomfortable situation every day. So, and yeah. I don't want to deal with that. And um, and it hasn't, you know, put a damper on anything. So it's like if there's anyone giving you any type of crap, just take it as an indication that that's not who you want to work with. And then, you know, uh, you'll just kind of, I don't know, I just feel like the, the right things will find you. You don't have to be in certain situations like that. Okay. All right. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Great, great advice and great thanks for uh, sharing the story. Um, thanks for uh, telling us about uh, some of your road gigs. And, uh, yeah, so, absolutely. No, it's awesome. fun. Thank you guys for having me in. Um, yeah, hopefully I'll see you soon. <laughs> yeah, see you soon. Uh, thank you for joining me here on the road gig, okay? Okay, thank you so much. Hope to see you. Bye. Bye. Bye.